chapter 11, the struggle in the cause of Allah. Allah the Exalted says in the Quran, As for those who strive hard in our cause, we will surely guide them to our paths. And verily, Allah is with the good doers. And Allah also says, And worship your Lord until there comes unto you the certainty. And Allah also says, And remember the name of your Lord and devote yourself to him with a complete devotion. And Allah also says, So whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom shall see it. And Allah also says, and perform the prayers and give the charity and lend to Allah a goodly loan and whatever good you send before you for yourselves you will certainly find it with Allah and Allah also says and whatever you spend in good, surely Allah knows it well. 95. Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu, reported, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Allah the Exalted has said, I will declare war against him who shows hostility to a pious worshipper of mine. And the most beloved thing with which my slave comes nearer to me is what I have enjoined upon him. And my slave keeps on coming closer to me through performing extra deeds till I love him. When I love him, I become his hearing with which he hears his seeing with which he sees, his hand with which he strikes, and his leg with which he walks. And if he asks something from me, I give him. And if he asks my protection, I protect him. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. Number one, those who make innovations in religion and associate partners with Allah such as Hululi, who believe in the indwelling light in the soul of man, Wujudi, who believe in the physical form of Allah, and pagans who worship other than Allah, interpret this hadith in support of their beliefs and thus seek support of one wrong from another, although the meaning and interpretation of the hadith is not at all what they describe. The hadith means that when a person adds voluntary prayers to the obligatory ones, 
he becomes a favorite slave of Allah, and on account of it, he receives special help from Allah. Then he is protected by Allah to the extent that he supervises every organ of his body. Thus he is saved from disobedience of Allah. He bears what is liked by Allah, sees what is liked by him, handles what pleases him. When he attains that lofty position of love and obedience of Allah, then Allah in return also grants the prayers of his obedient and loyal slaves. Number two, a saint is not one who has a peculiar attire and appearance or who occupies the seat of a righteous as a successor or a person who is lost in meditation or a half mad or one who has invented his own style of remembrance and worship of Allah. But it is one who strictly fulfills the obligations imposed by Islam is fond of voluntary prayers and adheres to divine injunctions in every walk of life. Number three, the love of such a righteous person is a means to attain the pleasure of Allah and enmity with them is a cause of his serious displeasure and wrath. And fourthly, voluntary prayer is certainly a means of attaining the pleasure of Allah, but it must be preceded by the fulfillment of obligatory prayers. The former is of no value if the latter is neglected. The desire to attain nearness to Allah without strict observance of the obligatory prayers is fallacious and meaningless. 96. Anas radiyallahu anhu reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah says, when a slave of mine draws near to me a span, I draw near to him a cupid. And if he draws near to me a cupid, I draw near to him a fathom. And if he comes to me walking, I go to him running. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. This hadith mentions infinite benevolence, generosity, kindness, and regard of Allah for his slaves, which is evident from the reward that he gives to his slaves even on their minor good deeds. 97. Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma reported, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, there are two blessings in which many people incur loss. They are health and free time. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. 1. Al-Ghabn in Arabic means loss. What it really signifies is to sell something of one's own for less than its due price or to buy something for double or triple its price. In both cases, one is a loser. When a person comes to know about such a loss, he repents and feels sorry for it. This loss, coupled with regret, is called Al-Ghabn. In Ahadith, Man has been compared with a trader, and health and leisure enjoyed by him with merchandise. When one uses his merchandise with care, he gains profit, while he who wastes it, that is to say, uses it carelessly, will be a loser on the day of resurrection. 2. The majority of people do not take proper care of both these things, with the result that one wastes time in useless activities and spends his physical strength and energy in the disobedience of Allah. 
one will have to face severe consequences of it on the day of resurrection, when he will be brought into account for everything. 98. Aisha radiyallahu anha said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would stand in prayer so long that the skin of his feet would crack. I asked him, why do you do this while your past and future sins have been forgiven? He said, should I not be a grateful slave of Allah? Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. All the prophets were free of major sins. However, some religious scholars justify some of their minor sins with plausible reasons, but the majority of them maintain that they are free from all sins because of their innocence. In this situation, it does not make any sense to speak of their sins, but the fact of the matter is quite different. Anything short of excellence done by them is counted as a sin. Number two, the more one is rewarded by Allah, the greater the proportion of one's gratitude of Allah for his benevolence should be. The best form of doing so is that one should not only be highly obedient and dutiful in the performance of obligations, but also add maximum voluntary prayers to them. 99. Aisha radiyallahu anha said, with the start of the last 10 days of Ramadan, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam would pray all the night and would keep his family awake for the prayers. He tied his lower garment and devoted himself entirely to prayer and supplication. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. One should try to do more good deeds in the blessed hours and times, as was the practice of the Prophet ﷺ during the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan every year. 100. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, the Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, a strong believer is better and dearer to Allah than a weak one, and both are good. Adhere to that which is beneficial for you. Keep asking Allah for help and do not refrain from it. If you are afflicted in any way, do not say, if I had taken this or that step, it would have resulted into such and such. But only say, Allah so determined and did as he will. The word if opens the gates of satanic thoughts collected by Muslim. Commentary. One, in this hadith, goodness is acknowledged in the weak as well as the strong because the real faith is a common feature of both. The one who is stronger is, however, better with Allah for the reason that he is more active and energetic in the matter of noble deeds and performance of ritual prayers obligatory as well as voluntary. 2. This hadith ordains that in case of trouble one should exercise patience and show submission and obedience rather than saying ifs and buts about it because it provides Satan with a chance to mislead the sufferer. 101. 
Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the hellfire is surrounded with all kinds of desires and passions, while Jannah is surrounded with adversities. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. The way to hell is littered with these evils. When a person crosses them, it is an indication that he has entered into hell. On the other side exists a series of griefs and calamities, Islamic injunctions and obligations, the compliance with which is often irksome for man, impede his way to Jannah. When a person endures them with patience, he in fact overcomes those obstacles and becomes eligible for Jannah. 102. Hudayfa anhu reported, I offered salah with the Prophet wasallam one night. And he started reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. I thought that he would bow at the end of 100 verses, but he continued reciting. I then thought that he would perhaps recite the whole Surah in a rak'ah, but he proceeded on. And I thought he would perhaps bow on completing this Surah. He then started reciting Surah Al-Nisa. He then started reciting Surah Ali Imran and his recitation was unhurried. And when he recited the verses which referred to the glory of Allah, he glorified him. And when he recited the verses that mentioned supplication, he supplicated. And when he recited the verses that mentioned seeking the refuge of the Lord, he sought his refuge. Then he bowed and said, My Lord, the Supreme is far removed from every imperfection. Or, Subhana Rabbi al -Azim. His bowing lasted about the same length of time as his standing. He said, Allah listened to him who praised him. Or, Sami Allahu liman hamida, Rabbana walakal hamd. Then he stood about the same length of time as he had spent in bowing. He then prostrated himself and said, My Lord, the Supreme is far removed from every imperfection. Or, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. And his prostration lasted nearly the same length of time as his standing. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. This hadith makes the following three points clear. Firstly, optional salah can also be performed in congregation. Secondly, contrary to what is commonly believed, it is not essential that in salah, the ayat of Quran are recited according to their sequence in the book. It is permissible to recite them regardless of their sequence in the Quran. And thirdly, it is commendable to relatively prolong the optional prayers. 103. Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu said, One night I joined the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his optional salah. He prolonged the standing so much that I thought of doing something evil. He was asked, What did you intend to do? He replied, to sit down and leave him. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim.
commentary. 1. This hadith makes it evident that opposition of the imam or the one who leads the prayer is an evil act because one is ordered to follow him in the prayers. 2. It is permissible to ask clarification of something which is ambiguous or abstruse. 104. Anas radiyallahu anhu reported, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, three follow a dead body, members of his family, his possessions, and his deeds. Two of them return and one remains with him. His family and his possessions return while his deeds remain with him. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith induces one to perform such deeds which always remain with him in the grave, where every person and possession leaves him and he is all alone in the grave. What is left are his good deeds, which become the means of refuge and salvation. 105. Ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu anhu, reported, The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa said, Jannah is nearer to any one of you than your shoelace, and so is the hellfire. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. Going to Jannah or Hell is the result of one's own actions, and both are close to everyone. One will be admitted into Jannah if he does good deeds, and will be consigned to Hell if he does evil. After death, one's entitlement for Jannah or Hell will be decided. 106. Rabia ibn Kaab al-Aslami, a servant of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and also one of the people of As-Suffa, said, I used to spend my night in the company of Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and used to put up water for his ablutions. One day, he said to me, Ask something of me. I said, I request for your companionship in Jannah. He inquired, Is there anything else? I said, that is all. He said, then help me in your request by multiplying your prostrations. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. There was a terrace at the end of the Prophet's masjid which is called a suffa in Arabic. People of poor means who were taught by him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, used to live there. This hadith evidently shows the importance importance of good actions and faithful following of the practice of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Leave others alone. In the absence of these two, even such people will not be close to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who used to be all the time with him. It is not difficult to visualize the fate of those who neither perform good deeds nor follow in the footsteps of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 107. Thawban radiyallahu anhu said, I heard Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying, Perform salah more often, for every prostration that you perform before Allah will raise your position one degree 
and will remit one of your sins. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. Abundance of prostrations means strict observance of salah and performance of obligatory and optional and voluntary prayers. It is a means for atonement of sins and the elevation of one's status in this life and in the hereafter. 108. Abdullah ibn Busr al-Aslami radiyallahu anhu said, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the best of people is one whose life is long and his conduct is good. Collected by At-Tirmidhi. Commentary. Number one, longevity of life is a blessing, provided it is accompanied by faith and good deeds. Otherwise, the longer life one has, the greater will be the number of sins. Such a life is disastrous. Number two, those who do not realize the blessings of longevity of life will be losers. 109. Anas who said, My uncle Anas ibn Nadr was absent from the battle of Badr, and he said, O Messenger of Allah, I was absent from the first battle you fought against the pagans. And if Allah lets me participate in a battle against the pagans, Allah will see what I do. So, he encountered the day of Uhud battle. The Muslims left the positions the Prophet ﷺ told them to keep and were defeated. He said, O oh Allah, excuse these people for what they have done, and I am clear from what the pagans have done. Then, he went forward with his sword and met Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh fleeing and said to him, By the Lord of the Kaaba, I can smell the fragrance of Jannah from a place closer than Mount Uhud. Sa'ad said, O Messenger of Allah, what he did was beyond my power. Anas said, We saw over 80 wounds on his body caused by stabbing, striking, and shooting of arrows and spears. We found that he was killed and mutilated by the polytheists. Nobody was able to recognize him except his sister who recognized him by the tips of his fingers. Anas, radiyallahu anhu, said, We believe that the ayah, among the believers are men who have been true to their covenant with Allah, and showed not their backs to the disbelievers, refers to him and his life, collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary 1. This hadith brings into prominence the exemplary life of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ for martyrdom and Jannah. 2. It also shows the enthusiasm of the believers for dedicating their lives to good deeds and their fervent supplication for their acceptance by Allah. 110. Abu Mas'ud, Uqba ibn Amr al-Ansari, radiyallahu anhu said, when the ayah enjoining sadaqah or charity was revealed, 
We used to carry loads on our backs to earn something that we could give away in charity. One person presented a considerable amount for charity, and the hypocrite said, he has done it to show off. Another one gave away a few sa' of dates, and they said, Allah does not stand in need of this person's dates. Thereupon, it was revealed, الذين يلمزون المطوعين من المؤمنين في الصدقات والذين لا يجدون إلا جهدهم فيسخرون منهم سخر الله منهم Those who defame such of the believers who give charity voluntarily and such who could not find to give charity except what is available to them collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This is the ayah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Take sadaqah from their wealth in order to purify them and sanctify them with it and supplicate to Allah for them. This hadith shows that everyone can give charitable donations according to one's means. It can be more or less as one likes. To regard those as showy, and criticize those who pay less, to withhold them from alms amounts to hypocrisy. Believers must ignore such criticism of the hypocrites and refrain from such things in their dealings. 111. Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah the exalted and glorious said, O my slaves, I have prohibited myself injustice and have made oppression unlawful for you. So do not oppress one another. O oh my slaves, all of you are liable to error except the one whom I guide on the right path. So seek guidance from me so that I will guide you to the right path. O oh my slaves, all of you are hungry except the one whom I feed. So ask food from me, I will feed you. O oh my slaves, all of you are naked except those whom I clothe. So ask clothing of me and I shall clothe you. O oh my slaves, you commit sins night and day and I forgive all sins. So seek my forgiveness and I shall forgive you. O oh my slaves, you can neither do me any harm, nor can you do me any good. O oh my slaves, were the first of you and the last of you, the human of you and the jinn of you, to be as pious as the most pious heart of any of you, that would not increase my domain a thing. O oh my slaves, were the first of you and the last of you, the human of you and the jinn of you, to be as wicked as the most wicked heart of any man of you, that would not decrease my domain in a thing. O oh my slaves, were the first of you and the last of you, the human of you and the jinn of you, to stand in one place and to make a request of me, 
And were I to give everyone what he requested, that would not decrease what I have any more than a needle decrease the sea if put into it. O my slaves, it is but your deeds that I reckon for you and then recompense you for. So let him who finds good praise Allah and let him who finds other than that blame no one but himself. Sa'id radiallahu anhu said, Whenever Abu Idris narrated this hadith, he used to fall on his knees. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. This hadith mentions the power and majesty of Allah and stresses that one should supplicate to Allah for everything that one needs, from guidance to sustenance. The treasures of everything are with him. The treasures which are unlimited and any withdrawal from them does not make any reduction in them. Similar is the case of his sovereignty. It is not affected even if the whole universe supports or opposes them. Thus, it is in the interest of man that he should dedicate himself entirely to Allah and beg all his needs from him and him alone.